We're going to start this episode by saying congratulations to Ria, the only person on this table who's won an election. <laughs> Good one. This podcast is made possible by the generosity of listeners and viewers like you. Kindly consider a contribution through Patreon or PayPal. Links are in the details box. Any amount is appreciated. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The handle, The Beirut Banyan. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And to stay updated with video releases, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. I'm Rani Shatar, and this is The Beirut Banyan. Iman, you've been on the podcast before. Uh, Iman, you were running for parliamentary elections. Ria, back then, you were a member of Mintishin. Justel, it's the first time we do this. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Me too. And I think by now, I think of you more than politics and podcast. I think of you as friends. Thank you so much. I've been to your home, lovely home. Thank you. Uh, Ria, I've had dinner with you on several occasions. Iman, we've had very tense discussions, but very important discussions in private. And the last time I saw the three of you was at the National Block headquarters. I think it was last week. Yeah. This was, was right before... Wednesday, I think. Last Wednesday before yeah. the San Joseph elections, student elections. Yeah. yeah. So in that week, I think so much has happened. And we can start with the most dramatic developments, and then we'll get into what's happening in your own respective careers. We're all part of this change movement in different ways. And personally, I'm going to start off by being a bit confrontational. I'm okay with what's happening. Meaning, Michel Dwehi is out of the 13. Waddah Sadeh is out. I think Rami Finch is sort of out, if not out altogether. And maybe others are leaving. I think that's fine, personally. I think these 13 were never meant to be together. They may share the same aspiration on a very, very thin level, but as a block, I don't think it made sense. And I think this is a refreshing development. Now, you challenge me if you feel otherwise. You tell me that no, this is wrong, it's bad for the 13, it's bad for change. But I think, finally, MPs are flexing their muscle. And I think politics actually started in the last few days, real politics. So let me start with you, Justel. Yeah. How you see it, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Well, um, And come just a bit in, yeah. Thanks. Certainly you have a point. You have a point in this. But I think uh, what I care about is the public, how the public see this. So if you go back to that, you will understand that the population is not happy about what's going on, what's going on because at some point they wanted to see this union. And now all they can see through the media, the opposite around. And this is the main problem. Technically speaking, I guess you are right because it is better to have uh, people working in a more efficient way mm. than having conflicts and chaos and not reaching any other so solution. So, so, so yeah, 
technically that's correct but we have to look at the big image and this is very disappointing for a lot of people so let me push back a bit what's yeah. disappointing is it that they couldn't figure out a way to vote among the 13 is it that some wanted consensus some wanted more democratic voting because I, I don't see disappointment, you know? The last few days, I see certain MPs really doing politics. Well, yes, but I think we should look at it in a very different way. Mm. It's not about politics, it's about the country. Mm. It's not about politics, it's about the momentum that we start in the 17th of October. So people mm. want to see them um, under one name, under one category, uh, and this is not what's happening, and this is very bad. Okay, I'm glad you feel different about it. Mm. I'll go to you, Iman. I definitely agree with you. I think uh, the block was an artificial uh, block. Uh, there are many differences between them. Uh, to me, having 13 individuals being uh, freely able to move with the 17th of October spirit is much better than having them as one block and a state of paralysis, which was happening. Unfortunately, there wasn't um, an agreement. Now, again, the 17th of October spirit is completely different. What it means to me mm -hmm. may mean, mean something different to Gistel or mean something to you. So having forcefully uh, putting so much weight on these 13 MPs that they're going to change uh, the, the, the scenario that we're going through, I think it's a bit harsh and it's a bit unrealistic. Mm -hmm. and. If, sadly, the public is only focused on what's happening with them. And we have completely disregarded what Hizb MPs are doing, Amal MPs are doing. I'll go even further, uh, Kateib, Uwait, uh, uh, and all of that. Let's, let's agree that we are, or these 13 MPs are novice, novices. They're new to this thing, all right? And they're entering... I don't know. Yeah, And honestly, this is how it is. Now, and and we are still learning, and the learning curve is is a really steep one for them. Yeah. And I think we need to give them a bit of credit. And this this resonates with an experiment that was made in one of the universities. Then they gave students a blank piece of paper, and they they jotted a, a point in the middle, and they asked them write essays about what you see. And everyone was focused on this tiny dot. And no one was focused on the bigger picture. Mm. And this is where we need to redirect our conversation to say, listen, fine, I agree. There has been some chaotic uh, come outs. But I think this is that can be turned into something positive. And this is what we're betting on and hoping that eventually, like you said, each one will become more comfortable with his true identity. Let me offer a parallel analogy. Uh, you said paralysis. Yeah. I think of national unity as paralysis. If you scale it down significantly to the 13, it felt like it was a forced unity. And it felt paralyzed. Whether you like him or not, whether you don't think he deserves to go to Ba'abda, whether his chances are very small, I liked seeing Waddah and Rami vote for Michel Mawad and have no hesitation. It came out without any discomfort. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, we don't. Ha I mean, consensus is what got us here. We don't need to have consensus mm -hmm. at this point. What we need to have is a strategy. Yeah. 
And this is where I differ with the 13 MPs. And I told this to, to some of them. I told them, listen, if you started off with one name, continue with that specific name. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not go back and forth on different names. And because this, this not only shows that you are not ready, it means that you aren't serious about any of the names. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is an insult to the names that were actually dropped because these are valid Lebanese businessmen, historians, doctors, and so on and so forth. So from this point of view, I would have said, at this point, I would have taken it in terms of strategy in a more aggressive way even, even much more than Michel Maoud, because we know Michel Maoud is not going to come into office. We know that. We can, even if we calculate, calculate all, the all the opposition, he will not enter. But at a certain point, you, t you need to take a decision, you need to take uh, a stance on things, and you have to say, no, I don't want a consensus president. I don't want someone that has uh, no power to say, well, this is what's wrong and this is how we need to tackle it. I need someone to address the Hezbollah issue. Let's say it how it is. So we'll dedicate a section to Babda and Michel Mawad and how you would have preferred seeing these names chosen, because yeah. I share the sentiment. I think too many decent names were burned yeah. unnecessarily. But now we'll talk to somebody who actually knows how to win an election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is just an appetizer for you, so you can, you can explain to us. You, uh, you've effectively joined a political party. I know, Iman, you're sort of, you're in and out. Is that a way of describing your... Relation. It's not in and out. It's uh, we have a lot of common grounds with the national bloc. Yet, for, from a personal point of view, uh, I am unable at this point to fully commit to a to a political party. And so this you're is something friends of the national bloc. Very close friends. Very close friends. Yeah. You're an affair. Yeah, <laughs> legitimate, legitimate one. You're, you're the legitimate affair for national <laughs> bloc. Still, you're an official yeah, member. Yeah, you you yes. campaigned. You ran for elections. Yes. Ria, you're now in the General Assembly. Congratulations on that. Thank you. That was well last earned. Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And you made a transition from a smaller outfit, which was really a youth-oriented movement, Mintashreen, into a registered party mm -hmm. that I think is going to keep growing. There's something about this party, before we get into your uh, analysis, something I want to mention. I think it's fine that nobody won from all the candidates. Why? Because the party is actually doing politics. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. it will win. There will be MPs that yeah. are part of this party at some point. But the groundwork is there. Established. It's established, and I think it's growing. Yeah. And that is unlike the more boutique, the smaller groups that have disappeared. Yeah. Or they're on their way out. This is not no offense to Mintashin. But the fact is, Mintashin able to sort of, for the most part, join Kitlil Watani, I think, is a good thing. So there's a base, and I think it's an important base, and I think it will pull in more people. So I congratulate anyone that's still in this party and wanting to join the party. Legitimate or illegitimate affairs. I'll be the illegitimate, I'll be the illegitimate affair. Yeah, you're legitimate, I'm illegitimate. But from your side, you know what's happening. You've been following things... Uh, from from uh, not just a student lens, but from politics, you've been involved heavily. Do you see it the same way? That this is a kickstart, or are mm -hmm. you disappointed? More like Justel, are you disappointed that there was not more unity? I'm really curious how you see it, because um, you were very pure in your politics yeah. at some point. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you've become a little more, not compromising, but more maybe accepting of certain limits. Mm. And I don't know if that's maybe being 
hard on you? I don't know. No, 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 you're not being hard on me at all. First of all, thank you for congratulating me. Um, I think, uh, in general, just taking this decision as a person, like uh, from a personal point of view, and joining in Kitley uh, was or National Block was um, a result of months of speculation and months of thought. And it was basically an accumulation of uh, the kind of relationship that we had as Mitsushin with the National Bloc uh, for I mean, a year and a half ago, uh, more or less, because we've established the MOU with them. So we've mm-hmm. always um, aligned uh, or we've seen that we align very similarly to, to a lot of the groups, especially from the groups in the group of six you know, G6. lobby G6. from the G6 lobby group. So we saw ourselves ourselves aligned uh, with them, not from two months ago, not from three months ago, but even from a year and a half ago. Mm. And uh, also other parties like Takadum. So we've decided that given the challenges that we faced and also a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, self-reflection that we've done as a youth group, as Mentishreen, we saw that we have always come from the spirit that, or a deep conviction that eventually actual political work should be institutional Mm. and actual political work should be grounded in, um, grounded in the resources that basically yields tangible results. Hence, that's why we've always talked about consolidation and we've talked about finding leeways or finding ways to um, come up with tangible results as people from the spirit of October 17. And this is why we've created the leeway for Mentashim members mm. by sticking to our identity as a youth advocacy group while allowing members to have a sort of uh, an open door to join in Kitli should they feel like they want to join uh, with Kitli because we align with them. And also if they want to join with other parties uh, that have similar you know, convictions as we do. And this is why I joined Kitli because of the similar um, political positionings that I have with Kitli and because of, you know, the general um, belief that institutional uh, political work is the only way out. You know, we've seen what's going on with the 13 MPs. It's because they lack this mechanism and they still do. And I'm not sure if they're going to be working on, uh, you know, um, anything uh, to kickstart a certain mechanism of institutionalism. So, yeah. Um, do you think, as somebody who's now officially in the party and won an election within the party, do you think the 13 fracturing this way is mm-hmm. a good thing long term? Um, I do not think it's a good thing uh, long term. You were talking about efficiency. We mm-hmm. got to a point where we saw paralysis that the 13 MPs, whatever structure they had, it mm-hmm. was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. But I would like to ask the question, why was it paralyzed? Why did we see that they are operating on such an inefficient ground? It's because they did not start working on an actual mechanism that would, uh, I'm not going to say unite them together, but organize their political work and make them, you know, take a step back where they need to step step back or take a step forward where they need to step forward. So I know we're like, we're, we'll be talking about Abda later, but a pure example is why haven't you been sticking to what you want to be, what you wanted to stick to with the initiative that you've launched? It's because there wasn't an actual how-to that you've put in between each other that would manage your relationships together. And this is why we've seen such a great paralysis. And I come, you know, from a very deep school of thought that that says, once you create a structure, you're able to function under it. And if you do not have a structure, you can't function under anything. You're going to be scattered. You're going to be fragmented. And 
maybe for a short term that fragmentation had to be happen mm. so that they're put under a certain test it's either you decide that you do not want to operate on your own or maybe operate on your own on some things but have a certain umbrella or mm. structured umbrella that you operate on and you start working on it or for the next four years you show us that you cannot do that and then maybe that maybe only then there would be an the ground or a fertile ground for whoever will be coming next to create that structure and avoid uh, the problems because not only it's because of them that they are fragmented but we do have um, a deadlocked parliament with how it looks like you know politically with the numbers it's deadlocked and it's sort of paralyzed in it by itself so the three of us in a way share the sentiment that it's paralysis yes okay that's definitely. the problem uh, we're disappointed in different ways yeah. maybe yes. a little maybe we yeah, s- we ima- have two two approaches we yeah. have the subject approach right mm. i think we all agree on we are disappointed if, if, we, if we want to look at it subjectly but we have the objective approach and this is where we talk about the learning curve yeah. and all the yeah. other details so let's before we get into that, which is, I think, the right segue, um, I think it's quite nice that the last episode we did, Ria, was with uh, Jenna Masoud. Mm-hmm. She also won in student elections yes. at Saint Joseph. Yes. So that's two Kitli members now from the podcast, which is nice. Prior Mintishreen, now Kitli. Yes. So I, th- I think that's actually a good sign. Mm-hmm. I think Kitli Watani, in different ways, long term represents something like a centrist or whatever you want to call it center-right, I don't know, within October 17. And I'm going to bet that had there been a center-left option, it would be complementary to Kitlil Watani. It wouldn't stand in the way. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And it could have been Tajadu, it could have been uh, de- Democratic Left. These are old parties that have registration. I think that would have made sense. Mm-hmm. Two umbrella parties that are yeah. registered, everyone finds their place. Yeah. And that's the end of the story then you can keep growing. So at least Kitli has done that within their terrain. I hope there's a center-left option, long-term. Yeah. Let's get into mechanism. Yeah. And I'd like to make it a little personal, okay? Not making it about them, but more about what they represent. The Mark Daou School of Democratic Learning and the Halima Kakur School of Discipline and Consensus. <laughs> okay, two approaches. All right. One is voting by majority. One is absolute consensus or nothing happens. And I know they both don't always stick to that, but I think that is largely the best way of describing the conflict from within. There were MPs that wanted a majority voting system. There were MPs that didn't. So we don't have to make it personal about those two people, but just that kind of dynamic. Do you see that that was the ultimate problem? Whether it's or every other decision that wasn't taken. The last five, six months were unnecessarily disappointing, I think because of that duality. Yeah. So just, uh, I know you may not see that way fully, so if you can maybe add to it or... No, I totally agree with that. And I think that the major problem is that we want to see the unity and we cannot see it because of the problem and the decision-making. So I think uh, going into majority is the best way to get into solution or else everyone will be saying their own opinion based on their own groups, based on the background, based on the coalition they made. Some came from the G6, others 
did not go into that, and this was the main problem. So yes, this was a major problem. And I think if they solve this, they will get to a point where everything else is fixed. Yeah. So I totally agree with you on that. Now, they solve it, meaning what's left of the 13, yeah. if they manage to do it now. Yeah. Do you think there's still something like that, meaning eight or nine that are going to write it out? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. And I wish that, that that would happen. And you think these two individuals, or they, they can survive together? I think yes, and they made it clear on how they are going to uh, operate. So they will make it on their own in a positive way. Mm. They are smart enough. They know how, how to deal with it. Now, one step further. Does it mean anything anymore that there are eight? I mean, is that number... In other words, that it's such a small number today that it's perhaps too late? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I personally would go back to what she said, which mm. is something very important. It doesn't matter how you vote on things, provided that you know what you're voting on and how. So I'm a lawyer. When I have a company, there are specific things that need full consensus. And if someone vetoes them, depending on the severity of, of how important the issue is for that specific corporation, we need full consensus on it. Other things that are less important, we can have a simple majority, for instance. Mm. The fact that they lacked that mechanism that she was referring to, I think this only aggravated the situation. Mm -hmm. and, this, and, and here we have to say something. Um, learning from this will lead us to a better place in the next elections. So this is an exercise for what's coming next. But isn't that too far away still? It is, it is, it is but it has its own positivity. We can see it. Oh, of course, of course. Any, any mistake... Uh, uh, you can draw. Uh, you can draw from. Is as, long as, as long as it's <laughs> not a mistake. It's an experiment. It's yeah. an experience kind of thing. But so the lack of mechanism in in one place, and uh, we really need to, to step back and ask ourselves: Do they really want to be in that block, or was it something forced on them? So because I cannot, I cannot agree to something. Maybe they did not agree on that mode of. Uh, or on that framework because Operations. because deep down inside they were not willing to compromise on certain things mm -hmm. again so honestly i i can't answer that they can only do that self-revision but to me what's important is not to dwell on what happened is to see how we can reconnect these dots to to take these 13 MPs, regardless of where they are, yeah. into what needs to be done for the public good and to implement the vision that we were all fighting for. So it's already been decided that they're going to... No. 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 Nothing's been decided yet. No. Okay. We see everything on the media and that's what, yeah. what they are talking about, but nothing mm. is decided. Ria from your side. I mean, because I... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I totally resonate with a very important point that Iman talked about. It's voting is contextual. So let's say they now decide to go by consensus. Mm -hmm. Consensus in a lot of contexts means paralysis. And let's say they decide to go for a simple majority. And in a lot of contexts, maybe that's not the fair or the best choice. So I think they're asking the wrong questions. Mm. A mechanism should be there, but it doesn't only denote or it doesn't only involve how to make decisions. It's on what basis are decisions made. So I want to assume that these 13 MPs got into parliament 
thinking they want to be a part of this. They want to be part of the same block. I think the questions that they should ask is how are we aligned and where are we aligned and where we need to align ourselves under what visions and under what basis. They need the mechanism. Yeah, and, and not this is what they need. And, yeah. uh, and, um, and not only a mechanism, but a certain umbrella or a structure to operate on. Okay. Don't worry, don't it's worry. fine. Gift from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the mechanism. Yeah. Let me ask you guys, since you know, you know, I think most, if not all, mm-hmm. of the thirteen. I know them from an observation. Uh, I don't know them in on May fifteenth. I don't know how they were organizing. You probably know more than I do. Why didn't they just solve this issue from day one? It seems so logical the way we're describing it. And it's been, what, five months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long, longer, right? I mean, I think at least in one of those meetings, at the beginning when they were all meeting, this could have been easily dealt with. I want to say something. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to remember, because I tend to forget, I want to remember that these 13 MPs have made it to Parliament under impossible conditions. Definitely. And under a tight time, under a tight, you know, deadline, they had their own challenges. Critical, and yeah. the minute they got there, they had a big, um, a big challenge in front of them, which is the presidential elections. And this is a point. Mm. This, is, this is huge. So in normal contexts, it would be easier if they hadn't had these conditions before. It would be much easier. Mm. But these conditions were there and they were hard and they are paralyzing in them by themselves. So in an ideal situation, if they didn't, you know, if they if they belong to a certain structure a very long time ago or maybe one year before elections or two years and have decided on which lines they will be organizing themselves, given that there isn't a hard uh, timing, maybe it would have been easier. But at the same time, they should have, you know, you know acted up. I totally agree. Time was a very important yeah. factor. But yeah. let, me, let me flip it. They won under hard conditions, mm. but they also decided to form a block. Yeah. They didn't have to. They yeah. could li- literally be 13 independent MPs that share an aspiration. I think Michel Douai, he described it as... Uh, Monthly, monthly uh, meetings. meetings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could have been what it was from day one, and you get together and you think out loud. Maybe you agree or you don't, but it's the same background cause. That to me would have been easier than falling into this. Uh, I don't, it's not necessarily a personal problem among thirteen. It's more that one group doesn't think democratic voting is mm-hmm. right. The other group doesn't think consensus is right. I mean, I think this could have been dealt with in a different way. No, so I, I totally agree. Yeah, so I don't know if the the situation was bad in April. It was bad in June. It's bad today. I don't know if that's the reason why they didn't do a mechanism. I, I think there's there was a lot of public pressure pressure for them to unite. Yeah. And I think we asked... Oh, pressure to form a block. Yes. yes. Oh, oh. Yes. Okay. And I think yes. Had, had there been different circumstances... Uh, less uh, less issues to deal with. We have a country that is, I wouldn't say on the uh, on the brink of a, uh, on the verge of a collapse. We have already collapsed, and I yeah. think we're we're, we're mitigating uh, the down uh, the downfall uh, to hell. I think we have the public has put a lot of pressure on these thirteen. Had there been different circumstances, I think they would have had that overarching monthly meeting or whatever. Mm. But we asked them to do something that 
we force them into that block. And uh, if something does not fit right, eventually it's going to, they're going to have a, there, there has been a fallout. And this is the normal, normal reaction of something forced. Eventually, you can't keep them uh, together. And I honestly believe we can turn this into something positive. Mm. You know, Iman, you're the first person who's put it that way. I've spoken so much since May that the pressure was severe for them to unite in a way that was uncomfortable. Mm. I never thought of it that way. That's mm. the truth, actually. So the disappointment is really in, it's more of the pressure we put on them. Mm. And less, the media. And the media, but mm. less to do with how they work together. Yeah, mm. because when I... Because they're not necessarily meant to. They're not, not only not meant to, this is not how the elections were run. These 13 come from different backgrounds, different, backgrounds, mm. different, uh, different orientation uh, and directions, yeah. parties, orientations. Is it, is it true when people that? say they didn't, many didn't know each other before the election? Yeah, definitely. They, yeah. Of course. So they met for the first time I after. Mean, yeah. Before the elections, we were trying to unify. Uh, we couldn't get consensus on that. Mm. And you wouldn't believe that people were... I, I was the general secretary of our group, and I was handling coordination with your group. And I'd receive on my private uh, messenger that, please uh, let it fall apart. And then on, in front of everyone, they'd say, you know what, let's... Let's do. Let's go and do it. And no one wanted to take the blame. That no, we do not want to agree on that. And and I think having witnessed that, to me, this was normal for them to fall apart. Mm. So um, we will get into Babda because I think that's really the pressing issue. But I want to take. I think pressing about Babda. They're they're spreading out uh, ceremonial. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, events. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Well, so. I had a boxing match with Lori oh, really? and, and Rawat, but Lori yeah. more. <laughs> Rawat, too. Uh, about the whole uh, this, this deep belief in something like Line 29. Mm. But it's not necessarily about Line 29, it's more like populism uh, going as far as you can on that front. And pragmatism, which is really, I think, the world that I live in, and I don't know if that's the right world, given the momentum, given what the aspirations were, at least for how, Lor at least the way Lori sees things, she still believes in something like Line 29. Now, this is, of course, post-mortem. We're having the official ceremony, what, tomorrow? or, And now it's the Syrians that don't want to negotiate, so it shows you exactly where the, the problem is right now. But anyway... I would have rather seen less Line 29 and less failure and more legislation. And even if the legislation doesn't work, at least that could have been a victory for the 13. What type of legislation okay. are you referring so, to? Forget for a moment 23 or 29. Let's talk about profit. Let's talk about distribution of profit. Let's talk about how to keep the state in check. Maybe the state gets money if it reforms. Thinking out loud about these things, how could you institutionalize that? Maybe the IMF gets involved. Maybe most of the money should not go to the state. Maybe it should go straight to citizens. That's the kind of stuff I would have liked to hear debated among the 13, 
less the populism, and I'm sorry to go a bit further here, but you can go to the border, you can take a bus, you can have Milhem and Najat and everyone sort of with banners. That to me is as uh, empty as standing by the port silos and watching them burn and saying, we're going to do something about this. It doesn't look good. For me, disappointment lives there. Disappointment, I know that these are not magicians. And I know that most of them, if not all of them, are honest members of parliament. They're trying to do the right thing. But I'd rather see them trying to do the right thing in something that means something. Not trying to be uh, spectators or to create spectacle. And that turned me off. I'll put it in a different context. Technically, line 29 is our line. If you want to talk about it from a legal point of view, line 29 is what we need to be discussing. To me, being pragmatic as well, I honestly believe that this deal was done in 2011. Exactly. Yes. And, and that, for whatever reason, yeah. international reasons, yeah. this is when they decided to pull it out of the drawer and put it on the table and say, let's have these letters, which are not yeah. letters, they're actually, this is an agreement yes. whereby we have relinquished yeah. the concept of Palestine. We have agreed to an uh, enemy state. You're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah we yeah, have yeah, agreed yeah. to an yeah. enemy state. We have common economic grounds with that state, uh, mediated by someone who will never pull in our favor. I mean, to me, this is a done deal long time ago. And those who were responsible back then and who continued till now should be, uh, should be tried for uh, treason, honestly. This is my opinion. However, it is what it is with this elite capture that we suffer from. Okay? How do we... We need to do two, two things. Fight back in terms of what's right and wrong. And this is what they did. They had to fight back because anything goes in this country. Anything goes. Even shifting your borders, starting off from a non-technical point of view. And now, not only that, by agreeing to this 923, they have readjusted our land borders with Israel, and they have affected us on, on that level. I mean, that's just insane, and it just went by. I mean, just another day uh, in this beautiful country. They had to raise awareness, and this is sometimes you have to do these things for the sake of posterity. and. You have to say they went, this is where, where things went wrong, and these are the people who are responsible, knowing very well that there's nothing you can do about it. But I'm, I'm thinking more like, and maybe I'll turn to you just uh, thinking more like this was not going to work. We had already sent, I mean, if we did 2011, it was a fait accompli already. So it's a little too late, even if, like you said, Iman, line 29 could actually be the right one. And Dr. Isam Khalifi made it clear, by the way. Everyone oh, made it yes. clear. Well, we'll get into him later. Yes, <laughs> I'm saving him for the last. That's, that's, the, that's the cherry on top, in a way. But, the, I mean, I, going and pretending like this was going to work to me seemed like a wrong strategy. And doing all of these, uh, it was not politics. That's actually where the disappointment is. I would rather see boring legislation than 
don't you consider it part of the awareness that they yes, need to raise? exactly. This is what I was going to say. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. yeah, sorry, sorry, yes. just because now they're, they're portraying this thing as it's a huge, uh, it's a triumph. I mean, it's another only accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have to, you have to counterbalance this insanity that we're living in. And you have to go and say, listen, this is what's right, this is what's wrong, and I stand with, with what is right, even though I do not have the power to change it. Even though it's yeah. a fait accompli. Could it yes, have, could it have yes. Both? But let me tell yeah, you something. You I, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. And I think this is a very important point that they made it clear to the public. And this is something we, we missed. And this was part of their uh, campaigning. Mm. They said, and I was one of them, if I'm gonna be in the parliament, I will be very clear and everyone has to know everything that is happening. And this is part of their jobs. So no, I think they did well. And this is the good and the right time to go to the next step, which is going uh, going into details. Okay, yeah, so the yeah. last five months to you was enough. That was the right amount of time. I thought line twenty nine should have been dropped long ago. I I agree, but it wasn't. Uh, I, no, sorry, by the thirteenth. Oh, by the thirteenth. I think this was it was it was it just looked bad the whole way through, and then on top of it, that it was signed while they were still campaigning for line twenty nine, it just looked defeatist. It but, didn't it didn't sit right. But you know what? Again, in terms of awareness. The fact that the Lebanese population reinstated 90% of MPs, it means that we have zero legal awareness. Mm. You're talking from mm. a point of view, from an elitist point of view, if I have to say, you are aware of what's happening. A lot of people are not or only want to hear what, what they the have been told. Less elitist, more that the Lebanese state is not so bad all the time. We did send something to via Cyprus. We did designate something. Yeah. I don't think that's a failure of the state. Line 29 is late. The procedure to make it work is simply not going to work. Too much has happened. So why not work on profit? But you, specifically us, we are people who are involved. Other Mm. people are not that involved. And not interested. Mm. They only see uh, what the media is showing them. So so you see the benefit of populism here. To a certain extent, is it populism or is it just their job is to flag a few things that are important? I mean, if you recall what Najah Wakim Mm. did and what Zahir, uh, what's his name? Zahir, back in 92 when when Senora was was, uh, shifting the debt into 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 dollars, Zahir Khatib. Zahir Khatib, yes. Okay. And this is still till today on record. Yeah. I mean, let alone, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it did not change anything, yet yeah. it's there. So mm. you, they have to flag these important yes. matters. And especially in the context of this maritime border deal, yani it was a deal by the elite with an enemy state. So the 13 MPs, would, what could have they done other than mm. raise that awareness? And even, let's say, okay, there was a gap that they didn't address in addition to, you know, the line 29 and raising awareness on that, which is... Pro, you know profitability and you know all that you're saying but at the same time the same way Zahir al-Khatib and Najah Wakim back then they were calling for something that they thought there was no way that's going to happen because back then dollarization of the debt mm. was also a deal by the elite for the elite 
the maritime border deal is the same. And I think... Uh, I think it's even worse. It's even worse. Because I mean, it's an international deal. I honestly yeah. don't believe Lebanon was on the table. Yeah, a few exactly. people benefited from it, but Lebanon was not on the table. In the recent, exactly. in the recent round? Yeah, yeah. This is a decision done by the Israeli government, by the American government, and by the Iranian government. Lebanon was not present. I'd like... I mean, I could be wrong. I'd like to think that something was laid down over 10 years ago that that made sense and the Hofline was rejected for the right reason the Hofline was in, inaccurate that 55% to Lebanon Lebanon deserved more and the Hofline failed I think of that as good meaning the Lebanese state did something positive back then do it you honestly no. believe that it said no or was it a term in terms of long-term strategy this is what, when you go in and you negotiate a deal, you go in with Lebanon's rejection than, 10 years ago zero. of the Hofline, I think, was a good move. Yes. It, it was. But was it, was it really a good move or was it a step into reaching Line 23 instead of Line 29? This is how I look at it. Line 29, what? It's the last six years or so that it became... 2011? 2011. Sorry, yeah. but that it became... The real discussion about Line 29 is really the last few years. Po because it, w it wasn't an issue. It was just another agreement that was set aside, waiting for the right yeah. moment. And we weren't ready. So, just like okay. every single time, we are never ready to challenge anything. So We come in late to the party. I, I'll short, okay. Let's step out of Line 29 then, Line 23, 29. Just the general framework of less politics, more populism. I'll give another example. I feel terrible for Cynthia Zerazir and her situation, but I don't like what she did. That's another example of, it's not politics. Another it's unpopular opinion. Another, no, it's, I mean, it's posturing, not politics. Even if she succeeded in getting some of her money, even if it's for the right reasons. That's not what I want to see from an MP. What do you want to see? What I want to see yeah. is Cynthia struggling in parliament because mm -hmm. that to me is why she's there that's why she's elected and she can fail it's okay it wouldn't mm -hmm. be her fault that, you know failure in parliament is not a bad thing for these change MPs I think me and you we agree on many things <laughs> so maybe it's better to direct you yeah. no I'm not direct I'm just looking at you I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not I'm, uh, I fully agree with you okay. there has to be we have to draw the line between activism when we're not an MP and yeah. when you shift and you become an MP, how it's you take that activism and turn it into policy I think making. We all agree on that. We all agree on that. I okay. agree with you. Oh, I see. No, I thought maybe, I thought, okay. So, in that scope, then, that wide enough scope, uh, I think Bob does part of the problem. Mm. I think the way this was done was wrong. I think. Elaborate. Okay, so, and you know what? We'll, we'll bring him up first. We don't have to bring him up last. <laughs> the historian, Aysan Khalifa. Yeah. I mean, what on earth were you thinking? Not you, your friends. Not you, not you, Iman. Not me, all, all of us. What the hell were they thinking? I can't. You know how it seemed like to me? Okay. Six in the morning, he gets a voice note that he's going to be the next president. <laughs> And he, like, he, his voice expresses how surprised he is. It starts measured, like an old uh, 
a very nice voice, sort of like a an astute scholar. Mm. And by the end, it's screaming like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> Leave me out of this! I don't want to go to Bhakta." I felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for him. Forget his defense of line twenty nine. I don't even care about that. I feel bad for him. He should not be treated this way. I don't think the other names should have been treated badly too. Salah, Hnin. Why ruin this man's reputation? He's a good guy. And I don't get it. What's the point of hurting these people? Well, they, they didn't want to hurt them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was not the okay. approach. But this, this is the outcome because yes. of the lack of the mechanism. Okay, no, yeah, no, no, but, but wait, wait, wait. I think, I think, I think there's what, other names too yeah. that were called at the last second that said, get out of my apartment. <laughs> I'm not going to make this. So, Marcy, I guess it's getting older. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name who and who told me and all that, but it became ridiculous. And Dr. Malumet. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I also am very careful with my sources. Okay. But, it, you, I mean, it's not one, this is not one MP trying to, you know, break the group. This is like, this is seriously considered an option. I think it was just a terrible decision through and through. Well, they made it clear that the approach was, and we have a lot of potential in this country, and... Dr. Isam is one of them. And we have a lot of like Dr. Isam, so why? And that was the, 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 the oh. most important factor. Yeah, Can the, you explain the, then? He's, he's a member of Shemaluna. He's the only group that won the Osos. And he's now a member of parliament. I think he's the one who, that's the voice note. It was shared through him. I mean, it's directed to him. Mm. Is he warning us? That's fair, fair assumption. When You're right. Your information. You're right. It could have been another, I doubt it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I mean, is, is, is that his warning saying that this is just wrong? Is he being thrown under the bus? Like, why did it reach the last second? But he made it clear after that that you know, he's not going to nominate him uh, for the next time because yeah. he respects him a lot. So yeah. it's clear now. But what what was going I'm trying to figure out. This, is this just erratic behavior? Lack of preparedness. Lack of, yes. Lack of organization. Yes, the organization. That's the main problem. Hmm. I mean, One, organization. Two, structure. Three, learning curve. Four, Lack of organization, is that also why there's names that are thrown away too fast? Mm. Is that part of it too? Yes. And I think uh, if you look back at the background of each MP, uh, they are pressured. You wanted to say something to you. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to trace back the very beginning of, you know, what the MPs were doing regarding BAPTA. Okay, they started out with a very parliamentary initiative the minute that they've announced that I read it I was like okay this is you know they're lobbying this is actual <laughs> parliamentarian work great we were excited we wanted to see you know what they had to do even though they had gotten lots of backlash against it because oh you're gonna go sit with the sultan like, come on yani, come on so we we're all very excited and then you started seeing things plummet down go downhill mm -hmm. 
with simultaneously with them becoming more fragmented and with them fighting more with their fights going even more intense and it all goes back to the lack of structure lack of organization uh, thinking that they are going to agree but more even even more dangerous than all of that it's the lack of political clarity they, they did not have political clarity because if they did, they would have stuck to the initiative, stick to the initiative, keep, um, go, back to, go back to the names that you had uh, at the beginning. Yes. Stop throwing people, not throwing people under the bus, but stop trying to find a last minute, uh, you know, a name to save you just because you have to come up with something. It's fine if you come up with nothing. It's even less embarrassing if you have nothing to present to people than doing this, you know? So there's a lot of... Um, things going on <laughs> and i think if they had stuck uh, to their initiative since the beginning and you know idolized it and religiously followed it they wouldn't have reached this point honestly i'll ask you two questions because they like uh less than a month ago the 13 went to marab it was very funny to watch the 13 go up to the dungeon in the mountain Batman or whatever, Dracula, you know, in the background. And they found a way to create a procedure on sharing names that could work. Mm -hmm. That startled me as positive. Amazing. I was like, oh my, this is, this is unusual. Mm -hmm. And I'm choosing that particular meeting because that meeting seemed to be the hardest one to maneuver around. Every signal was positive. Was it less than a day later? It's all negative. Okay. I don't know if organization is the reason. I think this is sabotage. I don't want to sound too conspiratorial because I don't go down that road, but no, I think this is sabotage. I think this is trying to derail. Uh, I think it's worse, actually. And you can chime in. I think 63 votes is more than enough for two of the 13 to simply say, we found the right guy. He's going to be on your terms. He's civil society enough. That's the story. Otherwise, it's Josephon. I think that's what's happening. Mm. Organization doesn't really, it doesn't add up in my mind because lack of organization, that's an immaturity that I don't think these people have. I don't think they're immature. I think they're actually a little more calculated. And I think that's why we see a lot of missteps happening. They feel like missteps, but no, this is derailing. Tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, any of you. I, I, uh, I yeah. mean, after the Ma'arab uh, thing, I honestly believe that the devil is in the details, you know, and uh, the road to, to hell is paved with good intentions. So, and I honestly believe in knowing some of these MPs, after that Ma'arab event, the reality of you working with those you have been fighting with kicked in. Yes, very true. Mm. And I think this is where the self-sabotage started because... Self-sabotage? Yeah, of course. Ah, because, okay. again, this, this artificial block that was formed, and that's my personal mm. opinion, because I can't, I can't uh, build my campaign that I'm against you and then sit down with you and then let's agree on a name because eventually it will show that I'm under your wing. And there are some that are very Puritans in their approach. Mm. They're not pragmatic, they're very Puritan. And, and I think this is where things started to... Uh, Escalate. Actually, to, to fall apart. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that meeting, you think, is 
the big sort of the, the reality of that mubedara mm. the reality uh, because fine the mubedara was was uh, uh, I commend them for it yet why wouldn't you follow through with uh, by aligning I mean you but, need to align it's as simple as that don't you think the moment uh, they agreed on the mubedara is the same moment they all knew and what's going to happen next no. No, exactly. based based yeah. on our on what we but what I went through this election, I assure you, someone was hoping that it will fail somewhere. And within it, and, within the thirteen, and it, they and it, they wouldn't be uh, those to be blamed. Within, within the thirteen, whatever it doesn't matter whether, no, whether no. within or with uh, or outside. Yeah. I honestly believe that you know when you're playing poker and uh, someone calls your bluff, this is what happens. I know Michelle Mawad is less toxic than I am with Marim Khayr, like me. I don't know him Distant friendship, but I don't think of him as a bad guy. I think of him as maybe he carries some baggage. He's made bad decisions. Uh, I'm not a fan of his politics prior to October 17. Sometimes he shined, other times he didn't. And I think he's actually improved in many ways, but he's not my ideal figure for Barta. At the same time, it seems like of the ones available, he's a preferred alternative. You know, hold on, hold on. Yeah, but hold on. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Every conversation I've had with Shamaluna members, they remind me of why they did not work with Michel Mawad mm-hmm. during the election. So I have a sympathetic ear. To a coalition that doesn't think he represents Lebanon the way maybe someone like me does. Maybe there's more hesitation for the right reasons. The same reason why Kate'ib is not with Shamaluna. It's the same thing. Why Majd Harib was not part of that coalition. Michel Mawad, too. Okay. So I'm sympathetic. In your shoes, if you were an MP right now of the 13, would you be willing to? bite the bullet and say, I will vote for Michelle Ma'awad? Well, I'd rather Michelle Ma'awad Yusad and not anyone from the other party, from the 8th of March. And this is what we should consider at the moment. If the option was Aysam Khalifi mm. or Michelle Ma'awad, you go for Aysam yes. Khalifi. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So there is a line still yeah. with that. It's not like that, but we made it clear during uh, our campaigning, and we are looking and seeking different approach in politics. Mm. And uh, honestly, all the political parties, all of them were very harsh on us during the campaigning. It was at some point uh, terrible, and you all know that. Mm. So yeah, I totally understand that Shamaluna and some groups, they cannot forget what happened actually, because it was very tough. And I truly believe that at some point we have to forget all this and move forward in order to take the good decisions, the best decisions, and to be able to take a decision because like Halam Shamni Khudwala decision, we're doing nothing. Is there, is but, there, yeah. but if I, if I'm elected, um, I will be more flexible, yeah. more tangible, because things have to happen. But two days ago, mm. you're an MP. Mm. There's 14, not 13. 
you're too busy to meet me today, right? You have bigger <laughs> things to worry about. And you're given that choice. You vote for Aysam Khalifa. But you vote for him knowing that neither him nor Michel Ma'awad will make it. But you're still going to vote for Aysam Khalifa. Yes. What are the conditions for you to vote for Michel Ma'awad? I always talk about the unity mm. and the block. So I will be working on fixing the bugs inside this block and going into common ground and going with one name. So neither so, Michel Ma'awad nor Aysan Khalif. Uh, yeah, let's say that. I, with all due respect, think that's part of paralysis. Mm. I, I see that as part of the problem. And as saying that as somebody who doesn't really see Michel Ma'awad as anything more than just Michel Ma'awad. Mm. I, I, I think of that as, it explains a lot that Aysan Khalifa is still better represented by the 13 than the real alternative to Frangiyi Basir, who's Michel Ma'awad. So throwing it all on you now, Ghia, as somebody who's not in parliament, <laughs> As somebody <laughs> who's sitting here right now, are your sensibilities more with Justel or more with Iman? Um, I said something two days ago. I tweeted it, and I think I'm going to start from there. I said that the Lebanese political system is very complex. I always talk about how complex it is. And if someone wants to get to reform and work according to reform, they need to be fully understanding of that complexity. And if they're fully understanding of that complexity, they have to know that sometimes they are forced to make decisions that only because the system is complex that they are bound to make it. So a person that does not understand that complexity cannot really be part of reform. They're going to be reaching a point of paralysis. Mm. So I always align myself in between pragmatism and in between Purit Puritanism or whatever you want to call it. I'm sort of the center point, but more through pragmatism and what really works. And this is why I cannot say that, sure, I'll vote if I was an MP, I'll vote for uh, Michelle Ma'awad. And I will not, I definitely will not say that I will vote for Dr. Aysam Khalifa, given the conditions that he was, you know, his name was thrown out. He, he would, but, not. Mm, would not. I will, yeah, yeah, I will not say I will vote for either. Yeah, yeah. But I will say that I am more aligned to choosing a person that would um, be the. You know, if there's bad and worse, I'll go for bad. I'm not necessarily saying Shamawat is bad, but I'm saying that, okay, let's say he ticks 50 out of 60 boxes, but he still ticks 50 out of 60 boxes. I can work on the 10 boxes. Later, I can sit in front of him and tell him, hey, you need to figure out your 10 other boxes, but you are the right decision for the moment. And this is what politics really means. And this is what, this is what it means to live under a very complex system that makes you have double standards at some point, be pragmatic and be viewed as a non-populist and a non-representative person. But in reality, you're getting a country out of a paralysis. So I, I've asked Iman already, and I know the answer, that she would have voted for Michelle Ma'awad. Mm. I know that because we discussed twice about that. Yeah. So we have differing opinions on this man, mm. and we have differing ways of seeing it. So let's do an exercise. Michelle Ma'awad is not going to make it to Baabda, but he has the largest of the opposition Mm -hmm. uh, votes. Mm -hmm. Was it 50-something? Mm. Yeah. 50 what? 53. Four? 53. 53. Okay. 53. He's not going to make it. Mm. Okay. 53. 
we know that the likelihood is either Joseph Hon, actually it's increasingly likely, yeah. or a civil society candidate favorable to Jibran Basil or Hassan Nasrallah. Mm-hmm. And I know all due respect to all the names that think of themselves differently, that's the reality. Yeah. Favorable. Doesn't mean they like Basil Wu Hasbadla, but they're preferred because they will leave them alone. And I think they will be the gateway to Jibran Basil in six years. And the figures that will not talk about Hezbollah, and they may even get us an IMF deal in the process. But it's going to be paralysis for six years. Lighter paralysis. The exercise is, why can't there just be a name that's acceptable to everyone that's standing for change right now? And why is it so hard to abandon Isam Khalifa and just say, this round we're voting for Michel Mawad? Because we know we're all going to lose anyway. We're going to lose, but we stood with a viable alternative that got close. I, that to me is reasonable politics. This is rational. Rational decision making. This is what I mean. No, you have to understand that in this political structure, you as a 13 you know, member bloc, you're not going to get anyone into, into presidency at this point. And, but I, yeah, as well. and I think that's the right question, what she's, she's mm, saying. Mm. I think what we need to ask, we're asking ourselves the wrong question. Who are we voting for? Yeah. Mm. The question I ask today is, why are they not proposing another name? Mm. The coalition of Amal, Hezbollah, and Hon. And this is what instigates a lot of fears. What are they waiting for? They're, wait, they're waiting for two of the 13 to give their blessing to their preferred consensus civil society candidate. Or this violence increases and it's just a fall. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So That's the reality. So yeah. I take it even a step further. Are they not on board with Ta'if anymore? Mm-hmm. Are they looking for a differentiation or a tweaking of our constitution? I take it more than, it's not a name uh, game. Are they looking at a systematic change? Because what happened with the Swiss embassy should not go unseen. But yeah, definitely. It was yeah. very alarming. So is the fact that they're withholding names relative to that matter to see how they can rearrange our constitutional structure? This is what concerns me at this point. Mm. And I think it's heading this way. But one of the MPs was willing to go until the last second. Mm. That was alarming too. Yeah, very alarming. Of course. And I think he's an honest man. I actually like Brahim Nain. Of course. Actually, I really like him. Clear clear man. Clear man. But what a bad choice. I don't think it was a choice. (laughs) It it wasn't a final choice. I'm not defending him. Mm. But I mean, things uh, got out of hand and publicly very quickly before actually... uh, being able to, to say this is exactly this is right and this is wrong, but today we are no yeah. he made it into something worse he actually took the decision to be the last man standing, and that to me I think was just misguided. He made it more about himself and Waddah. There's sectarian Waddah. I'm secular Ibrahim. That's all BS. This thing was a bad. This Swiss dinner was a stupid dinner to begin with. I think, actually, the worst thing is that the Uwit always shine for the wrong reasons. Always. They should not be, t- they should not be taking the triumph for this, too. Really, I mean it. So why, like, why make them 
look better. Because they read the rule properly. <laughs> they understand. And this is when we talk about strategies. In Lebanon, I like this, uh, this analogy a lot. We don't play chess. We play backgammon. This is initially our problem. In chess, you have to know six, seven steps ahead what happens. In backgammon, it's a bit of luck, a bit of dice. And I mean, this is how it works. That's so accurate. So you wanted to say something? Yeah, I yeah. wanted to say whoever created Killun Yani Killun was a very smart person. What's going to happen next? Yeah. Due to Killun Yani Killun. And this is the main issue now. Mm. Yeah. This is that's that's the main problem. Yeah. Some of us are willing to deal with the others and some are not willing to do anything about it. Yeah. Mm. I'd rather see Michelle lose with more votes than uh Aysan Khalifa crying on a voice note. Personally, I'm sorry. I, I feel bad for this man. I don't know enough about Salim Eddi, but Salah Nin, I don't, I mean, how can you be against him for the wrong reasons? Be against him for the right reasons. But burning his name because he's a figure from pre-October 17, that's also reckless. What I'm worried about mm. is that change becomes a bad brand. Yeah. Now, that that yeah. to me is the long term. We're, we're all worried about that. Yeah. So can you guys, let's, let's go into there just a bit. Do you see this as a long battle? And you said it earlier. Yeah. You're already talking about 2026. Do you think there's time now to actually do harder work? It is the good time. Yeah. I was talking with the ladies. It is the right time, and this is, well, we made it clear during our campaigning that this is only the beginning. Mm. Now we can learn from the mistakes, from our mistakes during the campaigning, from the MPs' mistakes, and from everything that's going around. We did our best mm. to do many different types of coalitions the time was very short and this was a very important factor so maybe individually yeah you can tell me how you see your careers evolving the next four years and i'm guessing you're going to run again uh, well i'm not sure about it but i always say it's only the beginning and if uh, if 2026 i'll be in the right uh, position and uh, why not yani why not? As long as 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 So you see yourself still as an MP candidate. As You're not burned from that experience. No, no. Okay. No, it's only the beginning. Only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Iman, are you imagining your role four years from now? And do you, do you want to go through this process again? I honestly believe that I owe it to myself and to my kids to do whatever it takes to and to my parents as well because they they deserve a decent life. My dad sits me down and he goes like what you're doing is insane. And I tell him why dad because he goes like I was born during World War II, then there was 58, then there was 63, then there was 79, 75. And he counts all of these events on his life. And he's like you shouldn't be here. And I honestly fought to come back to this country. And I'm not leaving without a fight. So in the meantime, whether I stay here for a year or 10 years, or I, I grow old in this country, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do whatever I can to help and play my part. Because should I ever leave this country, I want to say I gave it my all. Mm. 
that's this is how I view things. It's not a position. So politics stays in your career. You're not taking a step back. I don't. At this point, it's not, it's not politics. politics as much yeah. as uh, uh, playing a, a social uh, responsible role mm. and trying to mm. help out, no matter where I am. So I'm part of the uh, Beirut Bar Association. I'm. Uh, we're establishing a, a, a lobby group for. Uh, for the economy called LPSN. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm coordinating with Kitli, I'm coordinating with some of the MPs. So this goes on because honestly, a lot of good intention, uh, intentioned people want to do good in this country. And I honestly still believe that if I can positively affect, I know this is gonna sound very corny, if I can affect someone positively, I think I, I I at least tried, you know, even within the limited contextual mm. place I can I can uh, have power in. This is this is how I view things. Mm. Now, just so you you kind of whispered activism. Uh, I think Mintashin was that before anything else. Now that you're you're in you're in Kitle Watani, uh, how do you see your role evolving? Mm. I know that the trajectory had, you know, it's begun maybe two years ago and it's still in its beginning but I do see a trajectory and uh, the reason I joined Kitler is that I saw that trajectory within the National Bloc for so many reasons but more so it's because when you talked about hard work, is it time for hard work? I saw a political party that I've been working with for a year and a half now closely that's doing hard work and that's planning for hard work in the future, and that's leading hard work as well in the present and for the future. And this is why I personally saw that if I were to remain in a trajectory that, you know, Iman has said it beautifully, but, and I think this is why we all still speak politics and are in this country. And it's because we owe it to ourselves, we owe it to our country, and we owe it to our loved ones, and we owe it to our people. And if I were to remain as trajectory, I want to do it within the right support system. Uh, I'm very young. I've been a youth activist way before I decided to be a, part, a political activist. Mm. I saw that there is, there is a responsibility in me to my closer community, but also to my wider community. And I know that the same way I got my potential from the youth activists I have worked with, I am empowered by them. I want to empower them as well. And I do see a future for this country, even though every day I wake up and I go like, why am I still doing this? I, I don't think that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> I swear. It is a choice. Yeah. It's a choice it's that we definitely. take on every single day to try to have a positive impact on our country. It's a choice. Yes, in 2013, I said something. I was like, no, this can't end here. This is what, as a 14-year-old in 2013, I was like, this can't be. This can't be the place that I am living in. This can't be the kind of social injustice that I'm seeing. And now, what well, has it been nine years? Nine years later, I'm still saying the same thing. <laughs> and I'm working because okay, of Okay, so you, by accident, gave me another question. Yes. Okay, this would have been a nice wrapping up. I think there's more to ask now. You just, without, I think this is an accident. You talked about a decade of my life, 
that I've seen things paralyzed to the point mm. that activism doesn't work, politics doesn't work, and we're living in something that's horrible, which is our best don't make it to power, our stalemate choices stay in power, and tomorrow or whatever, six days, Michel Hon leaves Bahabda. It's been 40 years of this man in our, in our lives. 40 years, if not longer, since the army all the way until today. Yeah. He's ending his presidency in 2022, not in 1992. He has, other, he has other plans. And he has other plans. He bought a home in Rabia. Yeah. It looks good. Oh, yeah, very nice. It looks good. Very, 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 very modest. Very, modest. Yeah. very good retirement plan. But yeah. 10 years ago, 10 years ago, Michel Sleiman mm. was leaving Bapta. Mm. That was the stalemate. That was the consensus choice. And we got Michel on later. Joseph Hon is probably going to be president. So stalemate continues. Yes, exactly. There's a loop. There's a loop. And you said nine years? Get ready for decades of this. So this is how I'm going to Let wrap it up. This is, <laughs> yes, I have to say something. Yes, as long as... She agrees. <laughs> When a man laughs, she agrees. I like I that. I mean, yeah. I remember when I was in university, I came to the university. After 20 years down the line, I came to the Exactly. Yeah, Jamia. As long as 90% yeah. men and men are going to be able to get their own, but we're going to be able to get their own. Something has to give. Nothing no, can continue. Yeah, but we're going to be able to get their own. It's a system. People like, خلينا نقول أشياء مثل ما هي. When Saad Al Hariri decided not to run, it gave people like me the chance to run. And I think we started something. Hella, whether we succeed or not, that's a completely different issue. But we need to prepare ourselves in the hope that one day the system topples. Once it topples, this is when we can step in, and this is what she's doing. صار عنا momentum. صار عنا أول momentum. October 17th. Of course, of course. But again, in terms of revolutions, we sorry, we did yoga on the ring. I mean, please. Very well said. Please. Yeah, it was. 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 It أنا بدي أبني عليها نحن اليوم يلي عم بحركنا هو the economic issues ما في كهرباء ما في ماي ما في معقولة معقولة في كوليرا I mean come on it's 2022 بيبعتولي how to go about uh, about cholera treatments I mean ما في بس إلا a meteorite بعد مضرب هالبلد in all seriousness <laughs> listen we have a few days left <laughs> you never know so Iman, let me just do last calibration, yeah? Do, do that yeah, calibration yeah, yeah. and let Meteor. me rant is a hick. But in all seriousness, it's not true, it's not true. Rani, how did you feel the defil? Oh, you had to suck it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to Okay, go ahead. Going back to, to, to what I was saying, and this is where we have to prep and prepare. When uh, Rafiq Hariri was murdered, this is the time where we rally. We rally only in times of crisis, crisis. and we are in a time of crisis. And I think what I'm suffering from is the same thing that uh, someone who is pro Hezbollah is suffering from. Someone who is pro Jumblat or any other uh, 
sectarian dictator, okay? But what, what we need to do, we need to have a long-term strategy. This is something that goes on for decades and something that has been this systematic paralysis failure that we're, that we're <laughs> going through and through eventually has to break. Some breaking points, and this is how, how we have to build on it. It's going, it's going to end with you and Priya. I'm yeah. going to give you guys the last words. I want to interject before your su'a, mm. please. I have to disagree with all three of you. Haram, Ria didn't... I agree with your... Iltashir. Yeah, yeah. I have to, um, you inspired me to disagree with both of you. In what sense? All right, ready? It's, it's a continuous state of paralysis. Let's pack and leave. No, no. It, is, no, no. it is insanity in an all. We can't do anything. And stick to this country. I know, Iman. Can I ask you a question before you say something? Yes, of course. Today, we're talking about the Khalifah. I respect both of you and how you see the world and this country. I think you're both wrong. You can punch me as much as you want. You can kick me under the table. You can spit on me. Yeah. People vote because these are the most popular politicians in this country, period. The, the alternatives do not resonate. That's it. Why are they popular? Well, one second, one second. Uh, you, you said I'm... I'm, I'm exactly. We're voting the same people in and in uh, for over and over and over. Yeah, we are, because mm. I think they resonate the most. Why? I'm going to get there. Uh, Saad Hariri, I disagree. Saad Hariri didn't leave to give you a chance. He left to bring Najib Miati back into the Sarai. <laughs> That's what happened. He did the same thing in 2011. And he'll, if he comes back one day, I think the same thing would happen again. So that, to me, is the story. Saad Hariri, we all know his flaws, we all know his career. We know those 17 years post-2005, he's still the most popular Sunni mm? member of parliament, and he's probably the natural prime minister right now. Yeah. yeah, even after this train wreck. Actually, October 17, if they'd accomplished one thing, it got rid of Saad Hariri. That's not a victory to me. That's removing a legitimate <laughs> popular figure by force. Not from protests, from paralysis. So I'll throw this on top of, I'll, I'll make it even bigger. Michel Aoun is one of the worst presidents, if not the worst president in Lebanese history. He wouldn't have been president without that bigger problem. He would have never made it to Baghdad. But I think Michel Aoun is still the most legitimate Christian representation in this country. That's, I think it's a reality. And I think because he performed so badly over time, it has less to do with him and more to do with this system. And Saad Hariri is a casualty. Nabih Birri is a casualty. Some of them are more refined. They leave and they go to Abu Dhabi. Others stick around and stay. Nabi Abedi, what, 34 years now? 33 years? I disagree. Michel Aoun Badu Bi 
but they're still the most popular. Otherwise, otherwise by now, we've had so many chances to vote these people out. We had sabotage to shame. Half the country was on the street. And the same people, for the most part, not entirely, came back. The most sectarian party, Uwit, grew. That's for a different reason. Mm. It's part of the same landscape. Now, you said 75, Yeah. Right? Okay, let's go back in time. Mm. Majority 2005, majority 2009. Majority MPs failed both times. They failed. لا لا they failed. لأنه لأنه في حزب الله. Exactly. I agree, yes, instead, because if you disagree with them, you're out. Definitely. Okay, so, I'm afraid that it's not about intikhabat. In 2026, So what? It depends. So what? If there is consensus on disarming Hezbollah, I know this is not... A local issue. Okay, is that there is that consensus? Hezbollah decides to take on fully Maudua and Nuhenni, they are within the political life. Okay, but this is not a Lebanese issue. I'm going لانه ما عنده دولة تحميه. ايه بس في يقول له كمان بنفس الوقت انا دولتك رح تحميك. اكزاكتلي. Exactly. انت مش مضطر تحمل سلاحك لانه انا عندي دوله بتدافع إيه. عنك. بس ما the question is when is the state going to protect you يعني اذا حزب الله ايشو اتس لايك اوبننج ا باندورا بوكس اند اتس يو نو يو جو انتو كونستنت لوبس بيكوز قليلي هل في دوله تحمينا؟ يعني هي في, في الفكره عم بحكي انه طالبي طالبي از ذا ستيت. Tarabitar is a state-appointed no, judge. No, no, no. Tarabitar, right, is the state. Mm. This whole narrative of the state is not doing its job to protect, there's Tarabitar. Mm. Can't do his job, not because mm. he doesn't want to. Actually, everything the state has tried to do against this problem, the state has been crushed. Definitely. Hey, so it's, there's something bigger than the state. Yeah, so it? how do we collectively mm. reimagine next elections by addressing this issue head on how do we do it I don't know if the answers are here but how do you make it into something that's actually going to change this situation once and for all okay. it's too early to tell Yani. Mm. a lot will happen too many so, variables yes. yes and by this issue you mean the issue of Hezbollah the issue of why the state is paralyzed That's the biggest obstacle uh, to reform. For so many reasons. But, but that's the biggest problem. There's The other problems are there. The other problems are real too. But the huge burden, I don't think any MP can, can deliver of on course. this. Of course. Yeah. Mm. This is a of much course, bigger issue. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to all, all die in paralysis. That's, that's Not necessarily. Thing. I mm. think there's a power shift in the world. Mm. I agree. And there is consensus because, I mean... At the end of the day, let's say things how they are, Hezbollah uh, follows the Iranian agenda. And should there be uh, an agreement on something major that is beneficial, maybe that would be the, the card that they use. Mm. And maybe that would be our salvation. Okay, so, so. presidential initiatives today and the, and the should be planning for the future. Mention that group once in your initiative. 
Of course. It's not mentioned once. No. Not once. Because they and mentioned whole it in an, document? in an indirect way. No, and they not said even indirectly. Siedi. Oh, Siedi. That's line 29. I that's mean, not. I know, no. I know how these things are written. I mean. <laughs> I, I read it. But what what you can't she do invented a movement. these things. I'm against you. It doesn't make sense. Because you're lobbying for this initiative to work and you're going and you're sitting with them at the table and then they look at the different uh, you know, uh, clauses and they see their name. Okay, you're, you failed your Mubaydara before you even launched it. Yeah, this issue... I have to go back and, you know, to some of the points that we mentioned. First, everyone says Siyadi. Everyone says Siyadi. It doesn't mean but anything. But it's not that it's like this one. Definitely. Definitely. I have to go back to some points. I think that geopolitics is bigger than any parliamentary, you know, block. This is something definite. And I have to go back to what you said about popularity. Mm. Why are they popular? This is what, you know, this is the gist of it. This is, this is the essence. They're popular because you have a big clientistic network, because you have a consociational democracy that is not even applied as a consociational democracy, because you have, you know, the triple crisis. There's a reason behind it. This is why they are, you know, still popular. You have a law that is very much gerrymandered. You have, you know, maybe 50 reasons why they're popular. But that doesn't make them legit. This is where I disagree mm. with you. Mm. I do believe that the reason they are popular is does not do not make so popularity does not legitimize a person this is one point another point um i think that how else do you get legitimate you win elections of course yes but in the case of lebanon how did you win the elections in the case of lebanon it's a power share lebanon is a power sharing system so you win elections in the united states you gain legitimacy but in a power sharing system the legitimacy is predetermined Okay, how? Through the quotas that are predetermined. Yeah, and legitimacy based on sectarian identity is predetermined in our system. In Iraq, for example, it's a, it's a corporate consociationalism. Uh, sorry, it's a liberal consociationalism. It's not predetermined, it's different. In Lebanon, we follow a corporate consociational structure that predetermines legitimacy based on certain sectarian popularities. And this is why it's, dif- it's a different case. They're legitimate, not because they are popular, but they are popular because that system gave them the legitimacy. We will all live to never see the system fall. It'll be the same system. It's falling It's now. not. It's there, it's sturdy. It's just not implemented the right way. I think Ta'if needs to be finished. Ta'if needs to be implemented. That's I agree story. with you. No, no, no I totally no, agree no, no. with you. That's the story. Finish Ta'if. Apply the constitution. Make the constitution work, which means somehow... Hezbollah has to change. Of course. Of Somehow, Majlis Shiyukh has to exist. I agree 100%. And, and 100%. somehow, Bashar al-Assad cannot determine line whatever it is for Trabus, right? Mm. Okay. Then I will start seeing maybe, yeah, you can start talking about reform in a meaningful way, but the system, we're going to all live in a sectarian system until we're gone. Bet you so much on this. If we were applying Ta'if, you know, since the moment it was initiated, yeah. we will not be in the hole that we are this. right now. Yeah. Yes, Ta'if yes. is not implemented. Exactly. Once it yeah. is implemented, maybe there is a ground yeah. for dismantling the, the military yes. of Hezbollah. Yeah. But now we cannot talk about that. So I make no. a pitch and we can wrap it up. And you're going to get the last words because you were very, I, I didn't let you talk enough. 
راس اوكي اذا ما قعد على ثاني ماشي شو قصده انه نحن حكينا كثير نو نو يو يو مان يو اولويز جيت توكينج نو ماي ميك ا بيتش كتله الوطنيه ستاندز اب فور طائف ميك ذات بوليسي ذير شاي اباوت طائف ايفري جروب ان 17 سنين از شاي اباوت طائف ميكس نو سنس اي دونت وونت ضاح تو بي ذا سوبر هيرو فور طائف هي توكس اباوت ات ناو بيكوز هي ليفت ذا 13 ناو هيز لايك يو نو Now Wadah has muscles and he's going mm. to be, I mean, he's, it's not his, it should be change. And change should be implementing what's good for the country. Ta'if should be central to the opposition. But, but all 13 MPs are lobbying for, for Ta'if. Yes. Or Ta'if is a structural pillar. Everybody's talking about secular state. But Nobody's talking about Ta'if. Because Ta'if goes for secular. It calls for merit-based parliament. alongside a sectarian senate. This is, okay, so Ta'if is an interim agreement. It started out as something interim. It started out as a... As a no, Ta'if is the... Hey, now ta'if. it's constitutional, but it started out being interim. That's why we say the entry point of the So there is an essence to the Ta'if that is purely secularism. It's a road when map. Call, it's a road it's map. It's a road yeah, map. This is what I meant, yeah. exactly. But let's get on that road. So hey, we're not there. No, hey, we're, we're not, not there. there. I, I mean it. The launch parties I attended, where all of us sat next to each other, in the political party, in the political program of Kitli, we have in in the in different clauses we have. You know, I saw clauses we made it very clear. Made it clear this that was okay. it should very be important. Okay, but but then if we imagine four years from now, maybe there's two parties. Maybe. Mm. The, uh, <laughs> the Jean Asir wing of Sabatash Tashreen and the, <laughs> and the uh, Tamim Mura, no, who's Jisir Saman wing <laughs> of Sabatash Tashreen. If that's the future, I hope both can at least accept that as a starting point. Because then it's okay. We can then, we agree. We agree on foundation. I agree with you, Iman. Hezbollah is a much bigger problem than this country. But uh, I would like to see real politics And I think it starts there, I think. And I don't know. I'm being a bit dinosaurish, but Ta'if to me is still left unattended. Of course. I agree. Yeah. You get the last words. Well, I want to tell you, thank you. Next time I'm sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully next time we'll be discussing something more beneficial and more efficient. And I think... Um, This was a waste of time? <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> But I think we are in a, in a place, in a very difficult place, in a very difficult position that we don't have answers to anything. Everything is subjective now, honestly, because we don't have the structure, we don't have the know-how, we don't know the learning curve about people that re- represent us. So it's a bit tough at the moment. And I think... Um, Michel Doyat will be all Badnarouk. And I totally agree with him on that. Badnarouk. Badnarouk, Badnarouk, what's coming next, and we have to calculate our steps. We're hoping for that. Thank you for the gathering, and inshallah, more to come. I'll say something. There's over 300,000 listeners to the podcast. Uh, I think a lot of the diaspora got to know the candidates and this type of media landscape. Yes. So. Thank you for joining the podcast again, Pleasure. Dia and Iman, Pleasure. and you yourself for the first time. Pleasure. I guarantee you it wasn't, uh, it, it, it is worth your time. I promise you that. Definitely it is. Thank <laughs> you for letting me be challenging too. I appreciate that. I like the friction. I enjoy it. I love it. 
لا بس نكست تايم بدك تقول لنا شو بدنا نحكي ما فينا نكمل هيك 3 minute voice note thanks guys thanks for listening and watching and a friendly reminder to support this podcast by contributing through patreon or paypal all links are in the details box until next time i'm rani shatah and this is the beirut banyan <laughs> <laughs>